I'm a lecturer in French at Bangor University in Wales and also a co-owner of the fan-owned football team, Bangor 1876. My interest in France, from both teaching and research perspective, a lot of it is about contemporary French culture that includes cinema, comedy and uh, sport. And the book that I've chosen to talk about today is Philippe Auclair's uh, 2009 biography of Eric Cantona, which is called Cantona, the Rebel Who Would Be King. And why have you chosen that book? Why is it so important to you? It's, I think it just really stands out within the sort of genre or type of sports book it is, because I think in a lot of ways... Sports biographies are often very disappointing, regrettably. In some ways, I think that the relationship between sporting biographies and literature is a bit bit like the relationship between a pot noodle and toad cuisine, in some ways. I think that with with a lot of sports biographies, even if you're reading about a hero, whether it's not a biography or something written by somebody else, or ghostwritten or whatever, a lot of it, it's turned into a very sort of neutral PR speak voice. If it's an autobiography, often biographies are somewhat hagiographic. Whereas I think Philippe Beauclair, with his book on Cantona, and also a later biography did of Thierry Henry, both of them look at the complexities and sort of problematic natures of their subjects and aren't just a sort of celebration of heroic or iconic players. And, you know, you take into account things like, you know, the the Roy Keane biographies. So you've got a Dumphy and a a Roddy Doyle, both of which, you know, um, present a different side, but in a way create a kind of character, almost manufacturing a type of character or a type of voice. Is this a book that allows the kind of real Cantona to come through and what he says? Well, it's important to point out that this isn't an autobiography of Cantona ghostwritten by Philippe Auclair. It is a biography of Cantona written by Philippe Auclair, who I should maybe see. Uh, he mentions it in himself, in the start of the book himself, Auclair moved to England five years before Cantona arrived in 1992. Philippe Auclair has written extensively in English football for the weekly publication Constable, that's owned by uh, the French sports paper uh, L'Equipe. And it's not, I mean, from what I've recalled, it's about six years since I first read this Auclair's book on Cantona. He hasn't, it's not a biography that he's written after doing extensive interviews with Cantona, it, 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 it's quite a thick book. It, I've just got it in front of me. It's about 450 pages. And it's a product of a lot of research, talking to people from the area in which he grew up, actually going to this area in um, the southeast of France. And I think it, it does more than just put across a, a, a collection of anecdotes or just sort of chronological study of Cantona's career. I think in some ways one of the most enjoyable bits is the way a lot of the chapters in a bit of a digression by Beauclair. It's sort of mini essays that are written in italics that are reflecting on a certain aspect of Cantona, how he's been perceived. And I think just the range of 
different types of materials Eau Claire draws on in the book is truly fantastic. The way it's um, materials from the French sporting press, um, sports sections, leading British newspapers, also fanzines to a certain extent. Just it's uh, it must have been a mammoth task writing uh, the book, and I think it really stands out in Joseph's above any other uh, sporting biography or autobiography I've read. And what do we what what do we find out about Cantona that Cantona doesn't reveal himself in his own biography or own biography or stuff that has come out in other media? Well, it's quite, it's quite interesting that, that uh, Boclea mentions. I think he says in somewhat prejudicative terms in the introduction of the book that Cantona put his name to an autobiography that came out after he won his first title with Manchester United, and Boclea is quite critical of. Um, the book. Um, Auclair looks at various different aspects of Cantona, his upbringing in France, um, in the southeast of France, um, how he was perceived within French footballing circles, his exclusion from the French national team, his tensions, his relations with a number of different coaches, um, other players he was close to during his time in France. Because I think Cantona, in some ways, is a sort of complicated subject matter for any British sporting journalist. And I think, in some ways, Beauclair's perspective as a French journalist living in Britain is an interesting one because he actually says in uh, the book that, in introducing it, that it is in part a reflection on exile in Britain. Where is Cantona from specifically? Is he from Cannes or Nice, that type of area? He's from that sort of direction. It's called uh, Les Cayolles, which is in the southeast France. And it's slightly nearer uh, Marseille, but right, to, okay. uh, double check that between uh, Nice and Marseille anyway. And is there a sense that he is of his place in a way that, I don't know, maybe... Catalans or Basques in France would be of their place. Is there a sense that he comes from a place that influences who he is? Is he is he particularly obstinate because it reflects the kind of qualities of people from that area? It's, it's hard to say. I mean, when, when Cantona speaks French, he does have a sort of noticeable sort of southeast of France uh, twang. Like I just is near uh, kind of close to the outskirts of Marseille, but also kind of semi-rural uh, town. I mean, I think that on one hand, Cantona and Zidane have something in common in that they're French footballers who've been associated with a combination of genius and violence in a lot of ways. But on one hand, you've got uh, Zidane is from... Uh, a not particularly well-off housing estate nearer to the centre of Marseille, whereas Cantona is a bit out of Marseille and had more sort of, and I think it's crossing the book a bit more, sort of slightly more middle-class upbringing than uh, Zidane, for example. Yeah, I think most people's upbringings would be slightly more middle-class than Zidane's, though. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah, I think that would be... Uh, Fair points, yeah. yeah. What what standing does 
Cantona have in France in comparison to Britain, where in a, in a way he's seen as a kind of grand old man, isn't he? In, in Britain, he's he, he, he's no longer the figure of fun. He, he, he's an interesting kind of almost postmodern ironic presence. Uh, still someone who's seen somewhat as an intellectual, which wouldn't be difficult in British football circles. But what's his actual standing in France? I think Cantona is seen as being a bit of sort of an eccentric in his own world. I think in relation to his career as a footballer, he's probably more revered in the UK than in France because when he was winning titles with Manchester United, this was probably at a time when there was less English football shown on French television, whereas now foreign television rights for the English Premiership are much more um, big business. Because on one hand, in, in the UK, he's talked about as if he's some sort of philosopher or amateur philosopher. And I think to a greater extent within France, the name Cantona is kind of a bit more likely to be met with a kind of stereotypical Gallic shrug in, in some ways. Because I think Cantona ended up coming to UK football after he was, well, depending on your perspective, either he had rejected France and its football, French football had rejected him as being unmanageable. And so ultimately, what would you, why would you recommend this book? Is it because of how well it's written or the depth of it? Or you know, why, why should people, should we get back at the have our summer holidays in August this year when this is all over? Why should people go and buy Philippe Beauclair's Cantona? It's just, I think the, the sort of type of perspective that Beauclair brings, I think with Katana, it would be very easy to fall quickly into cliche to talk about him as a sort of rebel without a cause and that sort of thing. We know, okay, there is the, 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 the subtitle The Rebel Who Would Be King in the full title of the book, which maybe gives it a slightly more sensationalist edge than the, the content does. But I think it just, because of, I think the thorough nature of the book and the sort of digressions that Claire brings with their sort of mini essays that almost kind of punctuate the book or round off some of the chapters mean that like being quite a thick book at over 450 pages, it's not a heavy read, even though it's probably going to weigh down your uh, bag you're trying to travel light on a, a cheap flight where you're likely <laughs> to be charged some extortion at supplement if you've got more than just one piece of hand luggage. Yeah. Excellent. Merci, mec. Bravo. Merci. <laughs>